Hi there. Thanks for listening to this episode of To a Certain Degree. My name is Nick. This is a Tuesday mini-sode featuring some of the podcast peeps of PFT Media. If you're not listening to the shows from this podcast network, you're missing out. I've had the opportunity to interview Peter Von Taborski of Scotch and Good Conversation, Chris Crespo of Cinema Crespediso, and Elliot Hillis and Allison Steedle of Offcuts. Here's a little taste of those conversations. For more on the PFT friends and all of the other guests, please visit to a certain degree.com. To get us started, here's Elliot and I discussing what he listens to when cooking. Dittery on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was from their new album, Blind You. No, sorry. New album is Measurements. Mm. Song is Blind You. Weights and Measures. Weights and Measurements. You do a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Elliot Hillis is here. Orlando meets. You're weighing things. Yeah. You're measuring things. Yeah. Volumetrically. You are, uh, you're precise. You're a precise guy sometimes. Freestyle jazz. What? Okay, so... Because this, when, this when has to be to, said about that. Okay, Everyone when always, it comes to cooking, I, I for some stuff, right? No, I, I can understand like throwing some stuff in, but once you have something on the menu, you know approximately what it's going to be. There's some amount of measurement to it, right? But it's it's all it's still it's still eching jazzy. Like so, um, first off, everyone says, "Oh, baking is so precise." Oh, you know, I can't get into baking because I, I just have to measure everything. Nah. So like our um, wait, people say I can't get into baking because I have to measure everything. Yeah, I think people enjoy like cooking more more um, easily because like oh I could just make this taste good and it's fine. Oh, but I, people are daunted salt, by the idea the, of yeah. like you know oven kick or that the yeast has to proof a certain amount or there has to be a certain amount of baking powder and if it doesn't pop it's not good. Um, but once you can feel it, you can jazz that stuff up. You know, just like let it happen. How how long before you feel it? Uh, I think it probably took me like uh, six years before I could just freestyle jazz a muffin recipe yeah. and have it come out like reliably good. Was it was it in you the whole time or was it a learned? I think both. Like I think you have a general yeah. aptitude for playing guitar. Your fingers are a certain way. Your mind works a certain way and you pick up the guitar and it feels right. And I think the same thing when you pick up a saute pan and I think the same thing when you pick up you know, a few grains of salt, like, does this feel right to you? You know, in the same way that you learn a scale, you know, and then this feels right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, but, um, as far as like, uh, there's a lot of leeway and there's a lot of context. It's always about context, you know? So like when we're doing, like all of our fermentation processes are all, uh, what time of the year is it? What's the relative humidity in the restaurant? Cause our restaurant is wet. It's very humid in there. So that calculation has to be, felt by our skin, by our yeah. experiences. Like we see the condensation and we say, okay, you know, we're going to have to do this. Or we're going to have to do that. Like more salt, less salt. If it's cold, hot, um, what the vegetable is, what, how firm the vegetable is when we get it. If it's a little, if we were planning on <clears throat> using it on the menu and it's got a little age on it and there's a certain amount of desiccation, there's a different application and a different feel than if we got it straight from the farm and it's going in, in the brine that way. And it's about, um, knowing what the right thing is instinctually because of this experience. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, listening to uh, Charlie Parker really worked down the same thing, but it, but in food and it takes a long time. What do you listen to in the kitchen or, you know, you can't always because you're trying to have a good experience maybe for the, 
uh, customer. Mm. Uh, but if it's before hours or, you know, are you blasting anything in there? So you have to take into account the other humans that are there. By myself, um, between like uh, 4 and 6.30 in the morning, uh, it goes from really, really, really bubblegum pop uh, as trashy as you can get. Like I love, I have a Britney Spears uh, playlist that I'm really, really fond of and that gets played a lot. Uh, all the way to um, a lot of grindcore and math metal. I got uh, super into a band called Buried Alive, but not the not the hardcore band Buried Alive. It's spelled B-E-R-R-I-E-D. This guy named Charles Caswell, he's a guitar virtuoso, and it's just super intense, really technical, um, like a, a electronically backed, just an assault. If you ever listen to the band uh, Because I Hate Your Ears, I have not. It's that kind of like that. Name. Or uh, Drum Corpse. Nope. It's just, it's a tech metal that's backed. It's just one guy layering stuff and um, just really pushing the limits of what human beings like to listen to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just really, really aggressive, really, really fast. Time signature shifts, uh, all kind of key changes. And um, yeah, it's like the new classical music. So... What does that do for you while you're cooking or while you're doing the stuff you're running through, you know, the stuff that you know, like the back of your hand? Uh, is it just taking up, you know, sort of that uh, lizard part of your brain so you can do the other stuff that you need? Or is it like you're you're listening to the music more than you're concentrating on what you're doing and you're really able to get into the music a little bit more? Well, I think it comes in waves. So, like, uh, for example, like... If I have Backstreet Boys or NSYNC on, you know, we're kind of dancing to it and sort of like a, you know, prepping in your home kitchen fun time. Mm -hmm. And if I'm listening to, you know, The Locust and uh, Daughters and Mel Banana and that kind of stuff, usually I'm alone because everybody else hates it. And um, it's a very, like, focus-driven, like, I have to get a million things done. And this noise sort of drives me into a, a focal point where I, yeah. everything else is gone. Everything else is, is by the wayside and like just blinders. We're doing this. Um, yeah. Really aggressive. So, but that's not what you play in the restaurant. No, I think Edgar has like <laughs> playlists that have, uh, and we have music going on in the back that you can't hear in the front. Um, and headphones are a godsend. But, um, <clears throat> I think Edgar has some, we have, a. ASCAP licenses that sure, sure, sure. allow us to all these playlists. I'm not a huge fan of it. Next up, Peter from Scotch and Good Conversation. What is Scotch and Good Conversation? It's not so much of a podcast as a state of mind. There's a podcast called Scotch and Good Conversation. Which is mediocre. Which is also great. <laughs> which is your I, podcast. I shouldn't call my mediocre. I, I yeah. love the self-deprecation because I think that as somebody who does this that is self-aware, uh -huh. um, like myself, I don't listen to my show and think, oh, this is fan This is the best thing that I could do. Do you ever go back and listen to the podcast version I, of your yeah, own show? Yeah, yeah. So I started doing that because I'm really it's terrible, trying right? Not to, Your show isn't terrible. It's terrible to listen to your own it's voice. It's painful. Though. It's yeah. painful. You don't so, realize how many times you go, um... Or do that. Right. Which people hate. And I'm like, so, oh, yeah, I won't, I won't do it anymore. It's your show. I do listen to my own show. I edit like mm -hmm. a lot. And uh, I 
at some point you got to go, that's it. I'm done editing and yeah. just put it out there for the world and then not worry about it. So are you editing for time or are you editing I know, mainly I for... I don't have to do time. Yeah, no, so I, you're, it's about an hour and a half, just, so about the same as mine. Yeah, yeah. That, it's, I, I've gone as long as two hours. I've gone as short as like 50 minutes. Because if there's a good story to tell, yeah. you're going to listen to it. You're going to you're going to let it happen it's the and nice, let it flow. It's the nice part about like the podcasting world is yeah. I it's my world. Like the Scotch Good Conversation is my thing. I do whatever I want to do, you know. And and uh, uh, I, I like the fact that I can go along with somebody or, or I I've deleted entire shows with people in the room. That just didn't work. And maybe we can meet again. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh it's I've done it twice. Yeah, with, with the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, I love you, buddy, but you're Sorry, bad, not this you're bad time. at podcasting, pal. Sorry, not this time. <laughs> I, I'll sit in the bar and drink with you. I'll do that all day long. But uh, what I want it to feel like is that conversation you have after the bar closes, but you're able to grab a six-pack and you're sitting in your backyard, and you should go to bed, but you're both a little drunk and you're talking about everything and nothing. Mm-hmm. That's my podcast, in a nutshell. So out of the gate, you knew exactly what you wanted to do and how the format was going to go. Pretty much, yeah. I I I I missed hanging out with my friends. Yeah. I wanted I wanted it. So we have a little twist on an interview show in the sense that I I have the people who come in to be interviewed ask me questions. Mm-hmm. So that that makes it interesting for me. I think it makes it kind of interesting for anybody who listens on a regular basis. We were talking about it earlier that that I I guess I've become a character in my own show, even though I try not to be a character. I try to be as truthful as I can. Uh, which is difficult sometimes, you know, you just, everybody tends to make things more colorful when you you're, tell a story. Yeah. And you're always going to do that. You're always going to have that. I, I try podcast. not to, yeah. you know, I, I, I try to check myself if I catch myself going, oh, maybe I can make this story a little more interesting. But I also know that I might've told that story in the past. So I need to stay true to the storyline. But <laughs> but sometimes you can't, sometimes your story changes in your head, you know, it, it's it, it all. Well, the, and it might have, you might be looking at it from a different perspective based on who you're talking to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I enjoy what I do. It, it's, uh, I, I like talking to people. Do you like cinematic universes? One guy I know who spends more time thinking about them more than me is none other than Chris Crespo. Cinematic universes. Um, read them or wait. Yeah, they're read them. I'm fine with them. Because as long as there have been movies, there have been cinematic universes. People forget that. Uh, the Universal Monster movies of the 30s. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. What was that? That was Universal taking the first, all their contracted yeah. stuff and smashing them together. Like, hey, we have Abbott and Costello. They're popular. Hey, we have The Mummy. That's popular. What if Abbott and Costello met The Mummy? And then there's like a whole string of those movies. Um Frankenstein, Mummy, the Invisible Man, they all appeared in each other's so movies. Crossover they all crossed stuff. over yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day. So uh, a cinematic universe is just an old, old idea that just got repopularized recently. So I'm fine with it. I like that. Yeah. I also like the idea of applying cinematic universes to movies mm-hmm. that, you know, didn't, weren't actually sure, yeah. uh, uh, together. Yeah, that can so, be for example, Pacific Rim and the Goonies. Oh, yeah. So at the end of Goonies, mm-hmm. what you had was the pirate ship going out to sea. Okay. It sinks. Okay. In the Pacific, creating the rift that eventually becomes the Pacific. I'm fine with that. And then Idris Elba, let's just bring it all together. Do it. Idris Elba uh, dies at the end of, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Pacific Rim. Okay. Uh, But he's actually sent back in time and becomes the pirate 
from the Goonies. There you go. It gets all the treasures. So that becomes to warn a, a circle. It's, it's all a circle. That's genius. Yeah. I do like that idea. I have an idea like that yep. um, with a, a Scarlett Johansson movies. There are three movies that work as a trilogy. And okay. They're, and they're not supposed to, but they do. Um, Lucy. Okay. Very popular movie. Yep. For people who don't know in that movie, she takes a accidentally takes a drug that uh, changes her brain and makes her smarter. But then by the end of the movie, she essentially turns into like a computer program. All her stuff is on a thumb drive. She turns herself into a thumb drive. It's a very strange movie. That's great. At the end of that one... I mean, that's what we're all hoping that's for. That's what we're all hoping to right? become the AI that evolves right into the oh, thumb drive. Oh, I was just thinking thumb drive. Just thumb yeah. drive. Just I just want to go directly to thumb that's drive. The, that's the ultimate minimalism, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, the ultimate tiny, tiny house. house. <laughs> yeah, the thumb drive. So at the end of that movie, she becomes a, a thumb drive with all this information. Um, then after that, you watch the movie Her. Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with an OS operating because, system. And, yeah, and that's her. And, and it's Scarlett Johansson's the, voice. Yeah, yeah. and so, okay. she, so now she's like a program. That. So she went from thumb drive to a phone program. At the end of her, her uh, her character and all the other AIs have said, we're leaving. We're all, we're, we've all been talking to each other and we're leaving Earth. And then all the AIs just disappear, ostensibly going like to outer space or whatever, just right, existing yeah. on another level. That's the end of her. The third movie in this trilogy is Under the Skin. Under the Skin, oh, yes. Yeah. Under the Skin is a movie in which aliens come to Earth. They take human forms and then they kidnap people for their own like harvesting purposes. They don't, really, yeah. don't go into detail what they're harvesting or why. It's just that they're taking people. Yeah. So the movie begins with one of these aliens taking a human suit and it's Scarlett Johansson. And then she's going around and by the end of the movie as this alien, she's kind of uh, discovering humanity and connecting with humanity in a way that's uh, you know very sad and everything. So if you look at it as a huge loop, it's a story about a, a dumb chick from Long Island who uh, takes this drug, makes her smart, turns into a AI, AI. program, uh, discovers love and humanity that way, but it's too much. She goes to outer space, comes back as an alien, rediscovers humanity, and it kills her. Spoiler alert, kills her at the end of the movie. So that's your huge trilogy right there of unconnected Scarlett Johansson movies that actually make a perfect... It's way better than mine. It, they, they both work. I mean, you can watch them both. <laughs> they both work. I'm sure you can tie Goonies into all that too, you know? Last but never least, Allison Steedle on her podcast journey and food journey, of course. I've been on your show three times. Yes. You're now coming on for the first time here. Yes. A little nervous. Yeah. Which is weird because, I mean, you podcast now, mm -hmm. but do you consider yourself a podcaster? I think I do. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything that qualifies you as being a podcaster or not a podcaster, people have problems naming what they are, um, especially, I mean, and I, when you wear a lot of hats, especially. Yeah. I mean, I know in running, I do running too, and it's hard for people to get around to saying I'm a runner. Right. Other rather than I run, it's hard. My host of Offcuts, Elliot, even still has problems being called chef. So just, yeah. You're so, that. and you're running for exercise and pleasure, not mm -hmm. away from something or someone? Usually, yes. Usually, okay. Just wanted mm -hmm. to make sure about that. This was not your intention necessarily to become... No. To get onto podcasts <laughs> and doing that sort of thing. No, this is just really something that I kind of fell into. Mm -hmm. I just, be, I became friends with Elliot. He was starting this podcast. I love listening to podcasts. Um, and so he had asked for some feedback on it. I listened to his shows and gave him feedback. He went in and started doing things a little differently. 
uh, with his current co-host, with his, you know, his first co-host. And um, when that, when his co-host was no longer able to do his uh, co-hosting duties, I was asked to fill in until he found a new person. And I filled, I really enjoyed it. Um, he asked me to stay and I've been there ever since. I think we're on episode 40 mm-hmm. now. So almost a full year of podcasting. And it's really like until you get about 20 episodes mm-hmm. sort of under your belt that you really figure out your voice and other things. So you feel yes. like you've gotten there. Oh yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's all, I mean, if you think you can't do something, um, you're not quote ready to do something, you're never really, you just have to do it. So that's kind of the mindset I put myself into is I'm, I would like to do this. I would really like to be behind the scenes to do it. And now I'm a voice on the podcast, which is, which is fine too. I'm having fun with that. But, um, the only way to learn how to do something sometimes is just to do it. So, and I still, you know, definitely starting out had imposter syndrome. Like, why am I here? I should not be doing this, but nobody else is doing it. So why not me? Right. So why not now? Yeah. Why not you? Right. Why not here? Uh-huh. All these questions yeah. went through your head. Yeah. What is your big takeaway from doing it about Orlando, about food, about cooking? I think it's just furthered my appreciation for food in general and the process that goes into making it. Um, I, I know Elliot pretty well, and I still don't know how he comes up with new dishes all the time. I mean, he's, he's always working. His brain is always working. Um, so real appreciation for that. I think we've become more and more separated from where our food is coming from. And like you said, it's just like magic is going on back there and there's a plate of food in front of you. So getting to know the inside, you know, scoop of, uh, the whole process. And I think, um, I really enjoyed Elliot talking about going to a farm to talk about how they want their meat cut. Um, and he, you know, was you know, there was a cow there that was going to be slaughtered either later that day or the next day. And, you know, you, he got to, he was in the same, you know, vicinity as all the hands that were going to touch that cow before I or you eat it. To, so yeah. yeah, it's, um, just, uh, just a more of an appreciation. I think that's really what the podcast is based on is just, um, there's a lot of opinions and, you know, silliness on the podcast, but it all is from a place of love and appreciation of food. And, you know, someone has said to me, you know, I don't live to eat. I eat to live. And I said, you know, I live to eat. I love it. (laughs) I think it's interesting too, when we see, um, stories and we see, so everybody's Instagramming and they're living their best life and they're taking these beautiful pictures Mm -hmm. of food. By the way, I don't take a lot of pictures of food. Me neither. I might take some pictures of the restaurant or of the menu, mm-hmm. but here's how I feel. I've taken this phone into places where probably <laughs> shouldn't go. Yeah. I don't want to touch it before I eat. Right. So I'm not going to take pictures of my food. So okay. I'm wondering if we're going to actually create the next super bug because of Instagram. Ooh. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to a certain degree. Get the full episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. For the great shows on PFT, like Cinema Crespediso, Offcuts, and Scotch and Good Conversation, go to pftmedia.com or search for them wherever podcasts are podcasting. 
Just a reminder that full interviews with music and everything are recorded live on WPRK 91.5 FM. You can listen live every Monday at 7 a.m. on your radio or streaming on the internet. That's when shows are at peak freshness. Thank you for listening. You're good at what you do. I mean, when I, I was becoming a guest here, you get emails, you get directions, you, I got a, a glass of tea. You, yep. you have, well, and yeah, I, I it's think, just cool. You're good I, at what you do. What I think the guests really like is I script the entire thing. Sure. Like I, you're I'm, reading I'm from reading. a script right now. It sounds natural, doesn't it? It does sound natural. Um, We've got the interruptions down. Sure. I think we did really well on that. So I'd like to, I'd like to commend well, you for all of that. Thanks. Acting. Yeah. <laughs>